Well, hello, and welcome to episode two of the Van Life Pantry podcast, where we talk all things food, kitchen, and cooking for vehicle nomads. It is van-focused in name because I have a van, but my website, now in progress, and my Instagram answer to the moniker Nomadic Pantry. I'm coming to you from Lizzie Q. Vantry, my Chevy Express 3500 extended passenger van. Notice my fancy bit of music and my fancy crow sounds at the beginning of this podcast. I will, in a later podcast, illuminate my reasons for using the crow sounds, but for now, I'll keep you in suspense. Today, it's going to be a little longer than 10 minutes because we are going to talk eggs. And let's go ahead and get into it. I chose eggs because we had a discussion recently about whether they need to be refrigerated or not. And there is a lot to discuss about that. So first we're going to talk about, well, the things we're going to talk about are where to buy, how to store, the industrial washing process, washed versus unwashed eggs, and why you need to know the difference and why you might choose one or the other, when to wash your eggs, and I also have to tell you that I'm going to include this disclaimer. I am not advocating for you to not store your eggs in refrigeration. I am not advocating for you to use unwashed eggs. Because, of course, the FDA in the United States does say that everyone, at least everyone living in the United States, needs to have washed eggs from an industrial process and keep those eggs in the refrigerator. So, there's the disclaimer. I may or may not have a different opinion on that, and you can make up your own mind after you hear what I have to say. So, first we need to talk about the parts of an egg And we'll start from the outside. When you are holding an egg in your hand, the invisible part that you cannot see is called the cuticle, or the other name for it is the bloom. Most people just call it the bloom. That is an invisible membrane that is coating the outside shell. It is the last piece of the egg that gets created before the egg is laid by the hen. It is a seal of sorts, nature's seal on the shell, and it prevents bacteria from getting inside your shell. It reduces moisture loss, so the egg stays fresh longer. Next, we come to the shell. The shell is, of course, the hard part that we all see, that we think about being the outside. We don't even realize the bloom is there. So the shell is next. Inside the larger rounded end of an egg, there is something called an air cell. It is really just a space of air that exists within the egg inside the shell on that larger rounded end. Then we have the thin albumin, which is what we call the egg white. It's the runnier part, the the thinner part. Next to that is the thick albumin, which is kind of that thicker, viscous egg white part that we know is part of the white and connected to the thinner white. 
Next to that is something called the Kaleza, and that is spelled with a CH at the front. Those are the two membranous ropes that anchor the yoke to each end of the inner shell. They suspend this yoke within the center of the structure of the shell and help it to stay in place in the center where it is cushioned by all of the albumen, the white. Next we have the vitellin, which is the membrane on the outside of the yolk. You don't really think of there being a membrane on the outside of the yolk, but it's the part that allows the yolk not to be punctured quite as easily. Even though, as we know, you can accidentally puncture a yolk just by cracking the egg too vigorously. But anyway, vitellin is the membrane on the outside of the yolk. Then we have the yolk itself, the yellow part, or the orange part, as we will discuss as we get further into this. And then lastly, the germinal disc of the egg is that little white spot that you usually see somewhere on your yolk. It's that little tiny piece that sometimes can have a blood spot near it. Um, and those don't really cause you a problem, by the way. It is the nucleus from which the egg develops when there is going to be egg development from its beginning. It's the beginning of an egg. That is where it started, and it all grew out from there. So, where to buy your eggs? Well, you can buy eggs at any supermarket, right? Any store that sells eggs has eggs for you to buy. Those eggs come in varieties, usually white and brown. Sometimes they're a little bit lighter brown or a tan. They come graded, which um, in the United States, the grades are double A. A and B. These are completely based on consistency of the white and the shape of the yolk. So a double A egg has a much more um, sturdy, thick white. It doesn't spread out as far when you crack the egg open. And it has a nice firm yolk that is more spherical and stands up a little higher. An A egg is a little looser, the yolk doesn't stand up quite as high. A bee egg has kind of a flatter yolk and the white is kind of runnier and loose overall. So you probably don't care what grade your eggs are, but you do have to know that that exists and that in the United States especially, those eggs are graded and those are the criteria. So your cost of store-bought eggs are probably anywhere from maybe 89 cents a dozen, if you're really lucky on a good day in certain markets, to um, $4 plus a dozen. The other place that is good to buy eggs is a roadside stand or a farmer's market. A lot of times you can get an individual egg producer, someone who owns chickens, backyard chicken owner, um, who sells at the end of their driveway or maybe has set up a little farm stand on the edge of their property and you can stop and grab a dozen or two and pop the money sometimes in uh, an honor system jar even. Um, those are, personally, I think those are some of the best places to get eggs. Um, we have had our own chickens for years and while we still have a home base, we still have chickens. So for us, um, it's just a matter of going out to the yard when we're home. And next, we need to come to the part about 
storing your eggs and what the difference really is between store-bought and farm fresh. So with store eggs, they're going to be washed. They're washed with an industrial process and that starts with, um, well, it really starts way back in the, in the farm where the hens are kept. They are usually kept in long barns that are crammed full of tens of thousands of birds. And they also have different names for the types of living arrangements that those hens are um, having in the farm. So cage-free. Cage-free typically means the animals are indoors and never go outside but they are not in a cage. And of course, caged means indoors and in a cage and usually crammed, packed, and unable to even stand up or move or stretch a feather because they are all crammed so closely together. Um, the next one is cage-free, as I just said. Those um, are birds that... Well, okay. Cage-free means they might at some point be permitted outdoors. They could be indoors, but not in a cage. Um, pastured means outside, or at least they have access to outside at various times. So free range means, oh my gosh. Okay. I'm not even going to go back. Bloopers. Let me just say, I am not going to go back and edit this because we're going to pretend that I'm doing it live because right now I am doing it live. And so let's back up about a minute here. Let me get this back to straight. Cage free, indoors, but not in a cage. Free range, indoors with the possibility of going outside. Doesn't mean they ever actually do go outside and it doesn't say for how long they can go outside but they have to have the opportunity to get outside at some point. So there can be an open door. It can be open for a half hour or eight hours of the day. We don't know. And the birds may or may not venture out. But if they have that opportunity, those are called free range. Pastured is next. Pastured means they do actually have outdoor time. It doesn't have to be exclusive, but they do have to have it. These can sometimes be stamped certified humane or animal welfare approved. If it has one of those two stamps, that means that each hen had a minimum of 108 square feet of outdoor space per bird. So, of course, if you're going store-bought and you care about the health of the bird and whether it was crammed into tight quarters, you might be looking for pasture-raised certified humane eggs because those animals had a higher amount of space, which of course is going to keep the animal healthier. So how are store-bought eggs washed? They're washed in an industrial process that removes the bloom and increases the chance of bacterial invasion. And that is why store-bought eggs must always be refrigerated because the bloom is gone. The bloom was that piece of nature's seal that keeps bacteria out. Industrial processing washes the egg in a process of 90 degree Fahrenheit water 
rinsed with a warm water mix of antibacterial chemical sanitizer and then dried again and then packed for going to the store. So eggshells have roughly 17,000 pores that allow air flow in and out and can allow bacterial transfer. But the bloom on the outside of the egg naturally keeps that bacteria out. So we wash the bloom off, we have to refrigerate the egg because now we don't have that protection against the bacteria. Shells are typically, well, shells are made of calcium carbonate. They're considered a semi-permeable membrane. And industrial washing, according to a scientist at Purdue University, does remove the bloom and allow bacterial invasion. So, United States eggs would be illegal in a British supermarket because of being washed and rinsed in chemical agents. In the UK, eggs must not be washed or cleaned in any way before they go to the market. The rationale is that it promotes good animal husbandry because nobody wants to buy an egg with chicken excrement all over it. So the government there believes that Farmers who know that they cannot wash or do anything to this egg to get it to market will keep their coops in good repair, will gather the eggs quickly, will keep their eggs from being too dirty when they go to market. So, farm eggs with the bloom can be kept at room temperature for up to three months. A little bit later, we'll talk about what room temperature means. Um, the yolk in those eggs is usually a brighter orange color than what you're used to seeing from store-bought eggs. The bright orange is pigment from the hen's diet. A diet rich in carotenoids gives a more colorful yolk. So the dark, vibrant orange usually indicate eggs that come from a healthier bird who ate a healthier diet, and those yolks contain higher omega-3 and vitamin content than their counterpart with a pale yellow yolk. So I grew up thinking that yolks should be pale yellow. Not so. I learned when I had my own chickens as an adult, what gives it the orange color? The grass, the worms, the bugs, the grasshoppers, all of the things that it gets to eat when it is free roaming, our chickens free roam on two acres of property. They eat what they want. They find it. They keep the bugs down. They are happy. They have bright orange yolks. So that more vibrant color translates typically to more vibrant flavor. So a brighter orange yolk egg is potentially going to taste a little bit better and be better for you, according to some scientists, and came from a healthier bird, according to scientists. So, one more big consideration that you're going to have to look at before you decide if you want to store your eggs in the refrigeration or not, is whether or not those eggs were fertilized. Store-bought eggs are never going to be fertilized because farms that farm eggs for 
consumption through supermarket chains do not have roosters in their farm. They do not allow fertilization of the eggs. But your backyard farmer is definitely, potentially, going to have a rooster. And if there is a rooster, you can bet that those eggs are going to be fertilized. Now, fertilization, the embryonic cell growth from that does not commence until about 70 degrees Fahrenheit. A hen needs to sit on those eggs, or an incubator needs to incubate those eggs, up to 21 days. That's the general incubation period for an egg through hatching at a temperature of above 70 degrees Fahrenheit. So if your room temperature is above 70 degrees Fahrenheit and you have purchased eggs from a farmer who may have had a rooster and those eggs may have been fertilized, you could get a surprise that you don't want at some point when you go to crack that egg. So you need to know if you're buying from a farmer at the end of his driveway or at a farmer's market, do you have a rooster? Are these eggs fertilized? If they are fertilized, you are definitely going to want to store your eggs at well below 70 degrees Fahrenheit. So how to store your eggs? Well, the FDA says always put them in the refrigerator. And as we've discussed, if they come from a store and they've been washed with an industrial egg wash process that includes a chemical sanitizer that's just now hanging out on the outside of that egg, you need to put it in the fridge because the bacteria can attack that egg. And then when you get ready to eat that egg, I personally would wash it in warm water to get whatever sanitizing agents off. Also remembering they're membranous, they're porous. How much of that sanitizing agent got inside the egg? I don't even want to think about it. So I'm not trying to turn you off store-bought eggs. I'm just giving you the differences. And they are things that people don't realize and, and maybe that you haven't heard before. So um, refrigerate store-bought eggs always. Other sources say dry eggs cannot transmit bacteria through the pores of the shell because the bacteria can't transfer through a dry pore surface. So don't wash those eggs when you get them from the farmer and make sure you know whether the farmer washed them. If the farmer did, then you're going to need to refrigerate. If the farmer did not, then you just want to dry brush the eggs a little bit just in case they have any little, you know, dirt, excrement, whatever on them. And dry brushing does not allow the bacterial transfer. Then you want to store them on your counter in a carton if you choose or in a some other kind of, you know, whatever. However you want to hold them so that they won't be broken. If you put them in a carton, you need to put them point side down because that air cell that is in the rounded end needs to not be smushed and the eggs keep better if that end is up. Now, if you're just laying them all together in a, in a basket, then it doesn't matter as much. But if you're going to have them on an end standing upright, they need to have point side down. Um... Yeah, there we go. <laughs> Lost my place. So when you're ready to use them, you want to wash your eggs under warm water. 
Now, store-bought eggs, as I've said, you may want to wash those under warm water just to make sure you get the sanitizer off. Um, but they've already been washed in that industrial process. Your farm fresh eggs have hopefully only been dry brushed at this point. You now want to wash them in hot water. And we actually use a little, we, we keep a specific small dish brush that we don't use for dishes. We use it just for eggs and we use the little brush. We wash the egg with hot water and we brush it right before we're going to use it. If you wash the egg in cold water, that creates a vacuum and any bacteria that is on the outside of that egg can get sucked inside through those pores. So you want to wash your eggs in hot water. Now, if you are in a van and you don't have access to hot water, then you may want to be using store-bought eggs that are refrigerated and already washed. Or you may want to make sure that you have a 12 volt or some other electric kettle to heat your water before you're going to wash the eggs. You heat the water, you use that hot water to wash your eggs. If you use the hot water, the bacteria gets washed off. If you wash in cold water, it sucks that bacteria inside the egg where you do not want it to be. So, how long can you store your eggs? Well, we learned a little earlier that farm fresh eggs that have not had the bloom removed can be stored at room temperature, which means 70 degrees or below. Really, ideally, you want 68 degrees or below for up to three months. That's amazing, right? Store-bought eggs, when you get them, they're already many weeks old, potentially more than a month old, sometimes two months old. You don't know how old they are when you get them. Usually farm fresh eggs are fresher. So one way to know if your eggs are fresh, you can place the egg in a bowl of water. If it sinks and lays at the bottom on its side, it's extremely fresh, or at least really fresh enough to eat. If it is less fresh but still good, it will still stay on the bottom of the bowl in the water, but one end will point up, so it'll stand upright. Still good, less fresh. If your egg floats, when you put it in a bowl of water, that egg is too old to eat, and you should throw it out. So if you have any question about whether your eggs are fresh or you need to know if they're still edible, float them. Use the float test. If it stays at the bottom, you've got a really good egg. So now let's talk temperature last. We're almost finished here. Temperature. The United States and Australia are among minority in countries when it comes to washing and refrigerating eggs in the industrial process and requiring that to go to market. The eggs have to have been washed and requiring that eggs be refrigerated and telling people that your egg is bad for you or somehow dangerous if it hasn't been refrigerated. U.S. and Australia really are among the minority countries that do this. Other countries still keep their eggs at room temperature and store them out for up to three months, fresh and fine. They don't wash the bloom off and people know that that is how the egg should be. So, when you're living in a van or even part-timing or half-timing or whatever you do in your van, you have to remember the temperature difference in a van is not going to be like a temperature in normal other buildings. So, average indoor room temperature 
that's good for an egg, 68 degrees and below. Average temperature in a vehicle in late spring and summer can get up to 130 to 170 degrees. You are not going to want to keep your eggs unrefrigerated in your van in the summer. So when it is 80 to 100 degrees outside, you can get up to 170 degrees inside the vehicle. As a rule, after about an hour in the heat, your vehicle heats up to about 43 to 48 degrees higher than the ambient temperature outside. So take whatever temperature it is on the day in question and add 43 to 48 degrees to it. And that is how hot your vehicle is. So on any day that is over 68 degrees outside, you can't have your eggs hanging out unrefrigerated in your vehicle and still have them safe for consumption. So here's what I've come to. I would have a thermometer in the vehicle and I am about to. I went looking for one today. I didn't find one I liked. I am on the hunt for a thermometer to live in my van. I need to know at every moment how hot it is in the van, especially for people who have pets. I do not travel with my pets and leave them in the vehicle, but some people do and that's okay if it's cool enough, but you need to have that temperature gauge in there so that you can find that out. Um, if it's too hot, just keep your eggs in a cooler. Now you don't even have to have them with ice if they are cool enough in the cooler with the lid closed, keep your thermometer in there and maybe you can store them unrefrigerated, but in a cooler so that they are insulated from that outdoor heat. Otherwise, put them in your fridge or put them in a cooler with ice. So I hope this has helped. Um, I enjoyed doing a little of the research. Some of it I knew and some of it was additional information. But I want you to stay safe. I want you to know how to store your eggs, how to check if they're safe, and... Um, how to know the difference between regular room temperature and what your van temperature might be. I will catch you next time. I thank you for tuning in. This time we are just short of 30 minutes and I still will endeavor in future to keep it closer to 10 minutes. Um, and I'm still now going to add the music because now I know how to do this. And I'm still on the learning curve, but we'll get there. Um, I'm going to leave the bloopers in today. I might always leave the bloopers in. I don't know. I haven't decided. I kind of roll that way. <laughs> I don't have to be polished Instagram Hollywood, right? Because I'm a real person and so are you. So enjoy your travels. Enjoy your day. Thank you for tuning in to Van Life Pantry. Until next time.